1: Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the Bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download on podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, TuneIn Radio and Spotify. This is Anthony the Bull Caruso and we are now into September, which can only mean one thing, cricket is back. Yes, despite COVID-19, New South Wales Premier Cricket is scheduled to start on time this season and we can't wait. For normality. This will be a welcome return, and with the current state of national and international competition potentially on hold, this could be the best year possible to check out the action of the best club cricket competition in the world. Before I continue to channel my inner Jeremy Clarkson, we need to get our squad together, and we start with my opening bowling partner, from the cr- Bowling from the Cromer End. He is the Triple H cricket correspondent and will be on hand for our calls throughout the summer. It is the wise man himself and the youngest ever life member of the Manly Ringer Cricket Association, Matt Mears. That was a terrible Jeremy Clarkson impression. Oh, can you do better? <laughs> In the world. <laughs> Not, not not, gravelly enough, I, I think, but anyway, In how
2: the are world. you, world. In yeah. the world. I'm good, sir. How are you? I do feel like I'm a bit up past my bedtime. Being a life member means I should be about 75 years old, but I'm only 36, so let's get into this, mate. I'm really
1: looking forward to it. How good is it to have cricket back? It is absolutely amazing to have cricket back. And as, as we said, you know, this is the this is the ultimate breeding ground of players for Australia. They say that, you know, if you make it through to play for New South Wales, you get the baggy blue in one hand, you get the baggy green in the other hand. And the reason why is because New South Wales Premier Cricket is the best pr- club cricket competition in the world.
2: Oh, it certainly is. Um There's lots of detractors, there's lots of people that uh, will say it's too big, it's too small, there's too many grades. All you can do is look at the runs that they have on the board, no pun intended, and you look at the, the amount of talent that has come out of this competition and it is second to
1: none. Absolutely. Well, let's get into our two guests we've got tonight. Tonight, the episodes we've got this week and next week are so big. We've got two guests with us. Now, it is so big. We need to bring one of our favourites back, representing one of the clubs that will be previewed tonight, the Mossman Cricket Club, our favourite all-rounder. He is a PG's medalist as well, Hayden Brown. Good evening to you.
3: Good evening, guys. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: Mate, love having (laughs) you back, Dossie.
3: Thank you very um, much. I'm looking forward
1: to it tonight. And, of course, uh, people may not realise this, of course, Hayden Brown will forever be etched in the record books for New South Wales Premier Cricket, has been the sixth player in the history of the competition to have taken a, wic- a wicket with his first ever ball in New South Wales Premier Cricket First Grade. So, and, and a decent wicket it was as well, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was nice to uh, sneak off Faz's first rock. He
1: uh, <laughs> as, as unhappy as he was. Uh, it was. It was very nice. <laughs> So our other guest makes his debut on Splinters, and we do thank you for joining him, joining us on such a short notice following rather unforeseen um, commitments popping up. He's the new club captain for the Gordon Cricket, Gordon District Cricket Club and has been a regular of the PG squad for the Stags for the last couple of season. Please make him feel welcome on Splinters for the first time, Ryan Tullia. Good
0: evening, fellas. Good to be
1: here. Hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah,
0: looking forward to the show. It should be good.
1: And and congratulations on your role as co club captain. I think, are you, am I right in saying you'll be working alongside um, Tim Crawford this year?
0: Yeah, so we've got Tim Crawford as our ones captain and Matt Wright as my co club captain. So, yeah, looking forward to the opportunity.
1: And of course, Mirzi, we've seen Tim Crawford wielding the bat like an axe on a couple of T20 days. A very damaging batsman in his own right. Certainly. uh, I said. uh, calling games up
2: at uh, Chatswood Oval I've, I've feared for my own safety um I believe if we call up there again I will be last time we were up there whether it was Tim or not I'm not sure but uh we actually had a cricket ball land on our commentary table in the grandstand so if we do make it up to Chatswood Oval again this year I will be looking for some sort of protective screen or some sort of thing to protect us this time but uh as I said one of many many talented batsmen there and um yeah, look, looking, just looking forward to getting into the show. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So tonight we'll go through the first half of the clubs in New South Wales Premier Cricket in alphabetical order and get a sense on where these clubs will go this year. The transfers have been big, as always, and the shaping of how clubs will go this year, not only for the Belvedere Cup, but also the Kingsgrove T20 Cup, the club championship, and the one-day competition. We should make mention as well, of course, we've got two guys with us today who've got lots of experience in the and Grey Under-21s competition. Keep in mind, though, for t- today we're only going to be dealing with the top two grades um, mainly, as grades three to five will not be starting until the 31st of October. So with that, the umpire strikes back and huge ass are in position. It has just ticked over at 10 a.m. Let the games begin, ladies and gentlemen. This is Splinters, and we're going to kick things off straight away with the Bankstown District Cricket Club, the Bankstown Bulldogs. They finished third last year, Mirzi ninth in the first grade limited overs. Um, but it has to be said, it was a, a season of so close yet so far in certain aspects. They did manage to walk away with the second grade premiership and the club championship.
2: Well, so they also had a good showing in the in the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. They were first in their conference, the Thunder Conference. Um, we called their final out at Bankstown Oval, um, where they lost well, that over. one. It wasn't boil over. I um, said unexpected, but it said they they do. They're always one of those clubs there that they have magnificent facilities out there at Bankstown
1: Oval. They, they'd be there or thereabouts um, this season coming up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you first, Ryan, because I think you, I think I remember you played against them uh, last year in first grade. They're gonna they're gonna come into this season with an unchanged lineup. And why wouldn't they feel confident about their their, um, their form for this year?
0: Yeah, well, um, yeah, I've seen a very strong side. Um, we versed them last year and they had um, Marshall and Simpson out for the 19s for Australia. Um, and I just because of the great depth the club has, uh, a few guys from second grade came up and just filled a role. And yeah, they're a very quality outfit. So expect them to do well again this year.
1: Well, one of them that did come up was a bit of a surprise package. It was a guy by the name of Matt Bursa, who uh, I do have uh, nightmares of playing against uh, when he was playing for Auburn. And uh, no surprise that he's made his way up to first grade for Bankstown as well.
0: Yes, yes. He was a very, very good quality player and sure he'll look to play more first grade this season.
1: But... Hayden, we come to the the, the the quality in this lineup. We you know, we've got the, the the perennial names in there, Nathan McAndrew, Mitch Brown and Dan Solway, along with Nick Carruthers as sort of the the spine of this lineup. But it has to be said the biggest strength for the Bulldogs at the moment is that depth.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I just think like they've just got such an all rounded like lineup. Not only can they, they bat pretty much all the way down to ten eleven, but They've just got such strike bowlers in Simpson
2: and um, oh,
3: the other, I can't think of the other guy's name when
2: he's there. When he Nathan, well, they've world. got like Nathan McAndrew. That's Nathan right. McAndrew. He'll Nathan be, he'll Mc be Mc there at the Thunder. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that's him. Yeah. That's who I was thinking
3: of. But yeah, they've just got such a, like, it's just such a real, um, you know, all rounded team. And like, you know, they have no reason to change. And so, rightly so, I can see them coming into this season with an unchanged lineup, And I think they'll go very close to um, winning the Premiership again this year.
2: True, so, Bruce, so just yep. before we go on, do we know if Mark Stoneman is due
1: back for um, Bankstown this year? We're not, No announcement has been made at this point. Uh, from what I understand early on, it is very unlikely that players from England will be coming to mm. Australia. So, But it is a watch this space at this point.
2: Yeah, because he was probably the most disappointing last year, if I remember rightly. He was obviously the, the former England opening batsman, um, obviously much taunted when he came out to play with Bankstown. But uh, in a side like that, it was easily compensated for, but um, very disappointing. I do know he probably would want to be out here again to, to sort of rebuild his reputation. But as I said, if they can get him out from England, he would be a big bonus, whether he's making the runs on the field or not.
1: I... Predictions to start off here with this one. Look, Bankstown will be there again. I'm calling top six. Yeah, top six as well. Yeah, I agree. Lock it in top six. Lock it in top six. The next club we go to is the Blacktown Mounties Warriors, and a couple of changes here for them. Meezy, uh, the big announcement that Neil um, Neil DeCosta has come on board as their new head coach, and this has resulted in a few players coming across.
2: Well, uh, yeah, a few rumours, but um, we'll, we'll run with them anyway. We, we've never let a, a, a good tale get us uh, sidetracked here on Splintered, but um, the likes of of Arjunir coming across from Fairfield Liverpool, Ryan Hackney from Penrith, I um, said big names. But um, my, my probably biggest thing is, is obviously with the Mounties um, partnership with um, the Blacktown side, whether, whether a lot of this stuff will come off. Obviously, we've seen what uh, the latest um, conditions we've seen it how it affects other sports. It'll be interesting to see how uh, the lack of funds for Mounties, we've seen them not field any sides in the rugby league competitions, whether that will cross come across to cricket and affect
1: Blacktown as well. And, and Ryan, this is a team that's not exactly short of talent, especially with considering they've got the Australian under-19 player in Harman Sandu, uh, and a player who... Has been in great form with the bat for the last couple of years in Jordan Gauci.
0: Yeah, they've got some quality players in their lineup. And I guess, yeah, if um, Hackney and Nair um, come over as well, they're great players. Hackney obviously getting a contract this year, so it'd be massive additions to their team.
1: Hayden, the. The, the big strength that we've seen from the last couple of years for this uh, for Blacktown has actually been in their youth development, and you've seen it over the last couple of years, but their of and Grey Shield competition, although you wouldn't have played directly against them, they are very competitive.
3: Yeah, no, they definitely are. Um, I think, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure DaCosta's worked with a few of them as well, whether that be individually or as a group, I'm not sure, but... Um, I'm pretty sure he's worked with a couple of them and, you know, he's a, he's a great coach and he really looks after those youngsters there and, the, you know, they've been in the top, I'm pretty sure last year as well, they're in the top four or whether the top six in the PGs as well um, and then obviously the year before we had them in the, uh, in the final but, yeah, they're always quite strong and it's always a tough game when you're coming up against them.
1: The other the other one to point out is they've got um, Don Nash on full time now as their junior development manager. So you know there's a lot of coaching talent there. I see this club as still a very young club, still a lot to, of growing to do, but I think there's going to be an improvement, and I'm calling eleventh to fifteenth for them.
2: Well, so as long as, as long as they can keep all their plans on track, obviously if there's sort of cash flow issues, et cetera, coming from mounties, that will affect them at the end. But as long as they said they can keep all their they can keep all the pieces of the puzzle together for this season, then yes, they said they've got a great base to build on. Um they said some great jigsaw puzzle pieces. Like I said, like you said, Neil DeCosta coming in as coach. Don Nash in the junior pathways as well. If they've got a big breeding ground out there. Um, if they can continue them coming through and not get stifled up by some of the the local rival clubs. Then they'll only get better. So I I, I agree with you. Yeah, 11 to 15th, they'll um they're certainly a club on the rise. Ryan. Yeah, I think um yeah
0: definitely town on the rise as well. I think um my perspective a lot will come down to whether or not Hackney and Nair do come over. Um if they do come over, then yeah they become a genuine threat because yeah got some state quality players into their lineup.
1: And Hayden.
3: Yeah, I I've got to agree with Ryan there. I think it definitely depends on the transfers. And look, if they do come in those players, I think they're definitely um, a big threat as a team. And I definitely reckon they'll be in the top ten.
1: Well, let's go to the next one. The uh, the ghosts of crickets. The camp. It's Campbelltown, Camden. Last year they finished eighth in the first grade a regular competition. Disappointing in the in the other main competitions. Um, the Big news that's come out of this Mizzy is the move once again of, the, of what the Sultan has deemed the Jared Burke Foreign <laughs> Legion.
2: Well, I said if, if, if you're having the likes of um, Jared Burke, um, Jaden Simmons, and also Phil Wells leaving a club like that, a club that's already sort of in that bottom half of the top 10, that's just a, a massive loss having those big three players. <laughs> Nothing really in the works for them to to have anybody of quality coming in to replace them. So, yeah, I said it could be a long year for the uh, the Ghost this season.
1: This this is going to be a, a dangerous year for them. A dangerous year for them, Dossie, And what's even worse for them, that doesn't look like they've got much coming through. It seems as if they've even shifted their uh, their focus more towards their women's side, which shouldn't be knocked, of course. But yeah, you know, it means that there's there is a lot to be desired over at um, down at the Raby Complex.
3: Yeah, I, I mean I played against them last year, first game in second grade, and um, they've like they've got some good batters coming through, like um, the likes of Nick Appleton. He's he's a great left-handed opener. Um, it just depends really what comes through in that second, third grade kind of period, whether there's like you know they've got enough talent to come through, or whether they've got the juniors or not. I couldn't comment on that. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they come this season.
1: And, Ryan, we've seen you see clubs go go through phases from, from time to time, but it looks like after a couple of years of solid performances, could this be the start of the spiral down for the Ghosts?
0: Yeah, well, obviously losing a lot of experienced players um, creates some challenges. But at the same time, it can get some opportunities and people that, I guess, might not have got that opportunity earlier, can come into first grade and thrive. So be interesting to see how they go. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you're going to present some challenges.
1: I'm, I'm calling him easy. I'm going out on a limb on this. I'm calling 16th to <laughs> 20th, and I am calling them my favourites for the spoon for first grade and the club championship.
2: Oh, that, that, that is a big call, but um, I'd have to join you in uh... – Considering that they'd be in that bottom five, as I said, you just you lose experience like that without having it replaced. It's just a, a, a big hill that uh, the rest of
1: the club's going to have to go out up, and uh, I just don't see them doing it. Let's see, let's see how the two guys go. Are they going to go as hard as me? Dossie first to you.
3: Um, oh, I don't know if I'd put them as wooden spooners or that far down. I definitely think they'll be in the bottom half of the ladder, losing experience. Um, Yeah, it's a tough one, but I'd definitely say that bottom half of the ladder. I couldn't tell you where.
0: <laughs> and Ryan? Yeah, I'll have to agree. I think, yeah, bottom half of the ladder, but I guess we have a lot of unknowns. There could be a few good performances along the way, so see how they go. But, yeah, I'd, I'd have to guess bottom half.
1: Let's go to the uh, let's go to one of the surprise packages from last year. It was Eastern Suburbs Cricket Club, the East Dolphins. Uh, they finished fifth in first grade fifth in the limited overs sixth in the in the conf, in the um 6s conference second in the club championship and they did pick up a premiership mizee in the green shield
2: well said that's always a great sign that, that you've got some good juniors coming through picking up that green shield um eastern suburbs that type of area not really seen as a as a huge breeding ground of juniors so um to be able to take um out those um, underage competitions is a good sign and uh, hopefully that means that they can continue that nurture continue to nurture that talent and bring them through
1: now Dossie one one to you in particular here is the was the rumour of Lachlan Hearn joining Eastern Suburbs from Mossman
3: yeah I can I can strongly deny that that's not true ooh uh, yeah. As wow far as, as far as I know uh, Locke is all safe and happy with Mossman um, unless something's changed in the past week or so I don't know but last I've spoken to some of the boys and to Locke it's yeah he, he, he's quite happy where he is but so um, you
1: you've heard the rumor as well have you
3: I have heard the rumor and I did ask the question a while ago whether that was yeah. the case. Um, but yeah, I spoke to Locke about it and um, obviously he's on contract at the moment with New South Wales, so he's in the bubble. Um, but yeah, he, he's okay. I, he, I believe he's I don't think he's going over there as far as I know. So um,
1: yeah, I, I, but I'm pretty safe in saying that he's staying with us. Let, let's hope Miy that that contract is ironclad as um, more ironclad than Sergio Perez at the moment. So, um, uh, geez, you have to bring in an F1 in the I cricket. Have make, chief, I, have you did, I have to make an F1. You had to,
2: to. It's a bad Jeremy Clarkson, now bad F1 analogies. <laughs> Jesus, what are, we, what are we paying you for? But
1: it's good uh, you to know your rumour meal. It's good to know your rumour <laughs> meal's on fire as well, crew, So Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, one of the big strength of this, um, of this Eastern Suburbs team was in their, um, was in their batting. And it traditionally has been for a number of years, um, and Peter ne- and the inclusion of Pe- the leadership from Peter Neville has really shown where this team can, can go. It's, it's a, it's a quality sign for the East- for Eastern suburbs that they've been able to move on from the post Ian Moran, um, dynasty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've obviously, um, got a quality batting lineup. I think Baxter Holt was injured for a fair part of last year. He's obviously a quality player and, um, we had Tim Armstrong face us in a T20 down at Chatswood and he hit some of the biggest bombs I've ever seen. So um, he's obviously a very explosive player as well. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the bowling side, I've heard a rumor that George Furrow is going to NDs again. So that might make it interesting on the bowling department.
1: That could be, especially considering that they only just last year picked up Marcus Atulla from UNSW. Mirzi, I see this team... I think probably just missing out on the finals for um, for this year in first grade, but certainly will be up the top for, for club championship, just considering how solid this club is.
2: Well, so they're going to be affected by, obviously, the New South Wales bubble and, and how many guys they have in that, the likes of Baxter Holt, Peter Neville, um, Harry Conway, uh, obviously the availability of Sam Robson and whether he's still in England or not, I, I'm unaware. Um, but as I said, if as long as they can get the majority of their um, their big guns on the park, then, yeah, they'll be pushing for that top six. Um, if, they, if they're if they finding that, that they're going to be missing those top half a dozen guys, then, yeah, as I said, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for them.
1: So uh, you, you're calling top six at this stage? I said they'd be pushing for the top six. Pushing for the top six, okay. Uh, okay, so, yep, that's fine. Dossie. Uh,
3: I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, I'm going to call top four just because I, I've seen playing um, in the, like in seconds and watching them in first as well and fielding for first. I've seen the depth that they've got in second grade. And I think some of the guys in that team there could easily go up and feel those, uh, those roles in first grade and do a, you know, a similar, if not better job. Um, replacing those guys. So, look, yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say top four for East this year.
1: That's that's what we like to see here, big calls made. So um, that's a great – I think that's a decent shout there, Mizzy.
2: Mate, I uh, said, that's what we bring him in for. Dossie is the man. We
1: know that. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan,
2: your call. Uh, I'm going to say, um, yeah,
0: pushing for finals. But if I had to make a prediction, I'd say I'd just miss out just because um, – I guess with Conway's state duties, his availability could be a bit hit and miss. Um, if George Furrow's uh, gone to NDs, it's another person. So, yeah, obviously got a strong batting lineup, but of course, there's two parts of the game, and their bowling might be a bit weakened. So I'll say just miss out.
1: Let's go. Let's head out west for our last team before the, uh, the drinks break. And it is uh, the Fairfield Liverpool Cricket Club, the Lions on board here for another year. And it it has to be said, all around, it was a very disappointing year for Fairfield Liverpool. Um, The only shining light was in Poitaville and Gray, where out of nowhere they won the competition.
2: Well, yeah, when you finish third in conference and then take out the shield, yeah, you you had a decent final series. So at least it gave them something to hang hang their hat on. Um, They said they they took out the wooden spoon in uh, first grade for regular season 18th for the limited overs, you look down the grades: eighteenth, twentieth, fifteenth, and third and second, third and fourth grade, seventeenth in the Green Shield. Like, it's not good reading. Um, when you when you're a club like uh, Fairfield Liverpool, who who pride themselves just like every other club. So, as I said they're going to have a lot of work to do. Um, this year to to
1: try and pull themselves up the table. And as we mentioned before, Ryan, they're going to have the benefit of the Jaredberg foreign lesion. Um. Coming across, but they're they're going to need them because they've they've got Liam Hatcher being targeted, Garinda Sandu, obviously now permanently based in Tasmania, Arjun Nair rumored to be on his way to um, to Blacktown Mounties, and they're going to have to try and take pressure off uh, Luke Oronowski in the in this lineup. So, you know how crucial is this um, Jared Burke um, unit coming across for them?
0: Yeah, I think it's massive. I think it'll essentially make or break their season. Um, with those guys, yeah, it gives extra experience, and then you've got guys like Param to build around those guys. But I think without them, yeah, I just yeah, I think it'd be a pretty tough season, especially with Arjun leaving as well. So, yeah, it'd be very much dependent on this transfer.
1: Hayden, we we know that once upon a time back in the two thousands. Fairfield Liverpool were one of the um, were one of the dominant fi- fixtures of the competition, especially with their bowling lineup headed up by um, Anthony, headed up by Anthony Stewart and Doug Bollinger. But it's they've dropped a long way from that.
3: Yeah, um, definitely got to agree with Ryan in that sense. Just for their upcoming year, um, depending on what they do with the transfers and whatnot. But um, I think they're still a club that can definitely do quite well considering they, you know, came from nowhere last year and won PG's. And it was good to see as well, um, not only Param scoring runs, but a lot of um, other contributors to that final win. Um, It wasn't all just kind of a one-man show. So I definitely think that there's a chance in the upcoming years when those players start to come through that there can be a team that will threaten that top six again. But this year... Yeah, I'm not sure. Just depends on their transfers, really.
1: I'm, I'm calling him easy. I'm, I'm put them my second team to go 16th to 20th. And if there was one team that I think is going to beat and Camden for the wooden spoon, it would be um, Fairfield Liverpool. Yeah, well, it all depends
2: how the cards uh, fall for them. Yeah, I, I, think they'll have a better year than last year. But I said, how can they not really? But um, yeah, they'll be still looking at the bottom, the bottom. Five. Bottom 10 and then the bottom,
1: yeah, they'll
2: be, be in that top part
3: of that bottom five. Yeah. Hayden? Yeah, I've got to agree with you guys there. I think definitely in the bottom bottom, uh, bottom kind of half of the ladder.
0: And Ryan? Uh, I might have to disagree, actually. I think if they can get those guys over, I think that's enough experience and quality. Because, I mean, if you look at how Campbelltown did last year with those guys there, they came eighth. So they might be able to come around that 10th kind of area. Um, but, yeah, if they don't, Come over, um, yeah, they're going to struggle.
1: Okay, it's a somewhat more promising um, prediction there. We will we'll come back to the uh, the next lot of teams uh, very shortly, which of which the next one will be Gordon when we come back from the break, but. I do want to throw a question to both both gentlemen here. We have seen a clarification around one of the rules come out, and it's one that's going to cause a lot of conjecture, and it's in regards to what you are or are not allowed to do with the ball. Um, Obviously, they've banned – the ICC and Cricket Australia have banned the use of saliva, and they've clarified their position on the use of body sweat. And this is the interesting part. They've banned the use of body sweat above the shoulder. So take it for what you will, but your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's just a um, new kind of um, experience for everyone, I guess. Um, how exactly it's going to be monitored, I'm not all that sure. But yeah, I guess it's just something everyone's going to have to adjust to and make sure everyone's compliant with it.
1: And we've seen it with Dossie in, in, in games that you try and make a ball last for 80 overs, and it's some of the grounds. That, that ball's cactus after 30.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, interesting that you say um, that the above shoulder uh, rule, you can't obviously shine the ball because I think watching uh, or playing, obviously being a, a bowler myself and watching other people, I think almost 80% of people use the top half, of all that, you know, from the shoulders above to shine the ball, whether it be sweat off the forehead or just, you know, something off your arm or the back of your neck. I don't know. I certainly do it off my forehead sometimes to try and shine the ball. So, uh, as a bowler, it's kind of an interesting thing now because you need to look to your options as to, uh, you know, what can I do to keep that ball in a good condition? And if I can't keep that ball in a good condition, then what change ups am I going to bring into the game? to try and give myself the best advantage or, you know, to give any bowler the best advantage in getting wickets.
1: Mizzy, very quickly before we go to the break, your thoughts? I don't want to know where
2: you're shining that ball, Caruso.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I should have known that that was coming. (laughs) We're going to go take our drinks break and when we come back, it'll be the second half of the First preview for New South Wales Premier Cricket for season 2020 2021. This is Splinters the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM and streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download on podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au H FM.com.au and available for download on podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. We don't recommend anyone from the uh, St. George Club in particular listening into um, to certain things on Spotify, but they can listen into this podcast if they if they so wish. And can, you give for- that,
2: that, can you give that Moses and Reeks jokes a break, please?
1: Well, hey, if they're going to keep if they're going to keep hammering on about um about Stephen O'Keefe down at the Stain Hotel, we can keep hammering on about that. (laughs) Each their own. Yeah, absolutely. Um, part two. This is the part two of our first show previewing New South Wales Premier Cricket. We're joined tonight by Hayden Brown and Ryan Tullier, and we are going to be continuing on with Ryan's home club, the Gordon District Cricket Club, the Gordon Stags. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, there has been some movement going around, Ryan.
0: Yeah, we've had um, quite a lot of our team from last year um, move on, mostly through retirement. We've had um, Cam Eccles, um, Alex Patterson, Collie, also uh, Rick think that was at the start of last season, maybe the season before. So, yeah, quite a few retirements. Um and we've also got Stobo going to WA and Axel to NDS, um, but we've picked up Dylan Hunter from Renwick, Quincy Titterton from West, Taj Bra from Blacktown, and Jazz Chema from Hawkesbury. So, yeah, they're all quality players. So hopefully they can come in and do their job.
1: This is a big, this is a big change up from the team from a couple of years ago, Ryan, that made the semi-finals, and to be in all. Honestly, we're probably twenty runs away from knocking over Sydney and booking a place in the grand final for the um, for the Belvedere Cup. Um, but there's been so much change. Not only those, not only those guys, but also the loss of the like of Matt Junk, who's over at Mossman, James Kennedy, who's now you know playing somewhere in unknown in the Alice in the Alice at the moment. <laughs> and then of course the couple of years that you had Mason Crane playing alongside you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the team's changed a lot. We are lucky enough to have Mason over uh, for that season, who was fantastic. Uh, and also, Matt Parkinson, the year after that, who's also gone on to play a bit of England in the T20 and one days, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite a few changes, but also creates new opportunities for some of the young guys to come through. And I think, um, yeah, we're probably, in the regular season, the best PJs team last season. Um, and we just... Or, unfortunately had an off day in the semi-final went down to North Sydney but yeah we've got some quality young players coming through I think can step up and if not this year but in a couple of years if we stick together it can become a th- serious threat again.
1: And Hayden this it's a, it's a great rivalry because and the stories that came out of that that Point of and grace semi-final, a semi-final last year at Chatswood Oval, where I think a certain Sam Alexander led an absolute entourage to Chatswood Oval and turned it into a cauldron for a day.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Good old Sammy Riffin in. God love him. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I'm um, watching uh, – actually playing against that Gordon side um, and Ryan himself in that quarterfinal when we played them, um, I was backing them to go and to win the whole thing. Um, just the just the lineup, and, you know, the likes of um, Ryan and um, Jamie Beckus has just got the most ridiculous strike power with batting I've ever seen. It's just crazy. And just the way that they controlled the game um, – incredible. So yeah, it was, it was different to see them go down to North Sydney.
1: So predictions on this, Matt Mears, unfortunately I think this is going to be a, this is a redevelopment year for the Stags. I've put them 16th to 20th, but I think it'll only be a year that they'll be down there and then they'll be making their ascent again the following season.
2: Yeah, it's definitely that year. You, you can't lose that amount of players and expect um, premierships to come after that unless you're signing Steve Smith and Davey Warner and that to play for the for full season. Just unfortunate for for Gordon, as I said, that the Charlie Stover one was one I only just found out today and, and that's going to be a huge loss. So uh, Hopefully he'll get his opportunities over in WA because we know how good he is. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, it'll be a year of redevelopment for, for Gordon and um, the coming years we'll see him back bigger and better than ever.
1: Absolutely. Hayden, your prediction from the, for this, and then Ryan, I'll probably ask you afterwards for your your ambitions for first grade, whether where you think the team will end up. But Hayden, first to you. Yeah,
3: I think um, I, I certainly do agree with you guys to an extent um, that I think that they might be kind of towards that bottom half of the ladder, but I don't think that they'll be that far down. I think... Um, Just you know, obviously it is tough losing quite a lot of players, um, but I think they're just you know they're a strong club and they've brought some guys in who can definitely play a role there. So I think they'll they'll be a I'll I'll call the dark uh, the dark horse of the uh, the grade premier the cricket this year. Um, I'll say bottom half, but it wouldn't shock me if they just somehow finished in the top ten.
1: And Ryan, what, what 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 have you heard? Are they going to be the targets for Gordon this year? Given that they're going through a rebuild phase.
0: Um, well, yeah, I've sat down with Matt as well, um, yeah, co-captain, and I think yeah, top ten would be a good aim if we can try push that. Um, that'd be good, but yeah, obviously not blind to the fact that it's going to present some challenges this year, but. Uh, yeah got a lot of faith in some of the young guys we well, like Lachlan Barnsley had a big breakout year last year Nathan Doyle was a class player as well and then yeah guys like um Jazz Chema, he's hit a couple hundreds in first grade Dylan Hunter Taj Bra, Quincy's experienced player and yeah Dylan and Taj have been banging the door down in first grade just really looking for a solid opportunity and one so yeah I reckon we'll surprise a few people um yeah, so gotta got back the boys in.
1: Seven to ten, absolutely, absolutely. Don't yeah. worry, I'm still wearing the one from when I called North Sydney to finish seventh <laughs> with uh, Adam Crossway sitting right next to me, and mm. they finished second. So yeah. uh, I never, I'll, I will forever be reminded of that.
0: Yeah, by rough. Adam. <laughs> gotta back the boys in.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the next team, the uh, the Hawkesbury Cricket Club, the Hawkesbury Hawks, and um, Matt Me an unusual team that they, in insofar as they they've pretty much thrown any attempts to win the first grade regular competition out the door and pretty much focus on the Kingsgrove T20 Cup.
2: Well, they do. It's where they made It's where they seem to have made their mark in the last couple of seasons. When you got uh, the likes of Peter Forrest in your side, who obviously we've seen play uh, limited overs cricket. For Australia, we've seen what he's done in the big bash. He leads that side well, but uh, the players that they have coming through, they're they're very much adept in that short form of the game. But uh, when it comes to the longer form, whether it's the change from white to red ball or or whatever it is, they just seem to can't make that adjustment. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty much the same uh, as it goes again for them this year.
1: And, Ryan, we this is the thing that people don't realise with New South Wales Premier Cricket. They've got a, a lineup that's actually very decent with the bat, which is probably why they do so well in the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. But at the end of the day, you can't win a cricket match unless you take 10 wickets.
0: Yeah, well, that's exactly right. You've got to be able to bowl teams out because, yeah, it doesn't matter what you score. If you can't take 10 wickets, then you're not going to win. Um, yeah, obviously, they've got a strong lineup, but um, hey, am, am I wrong in saying that uh, Peter Forrest has gone to Mossman?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he's the uh, the new head coach. Yeah,
1: that's coach a big get. That's a big get for for Mossman now because I believe, correct if I'm wrong, but Peter Forrest was actually a Hawkesbury junior, was he not?
3: I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't I can't quote on that. Yeah. Um, but I do know that. It, yeah, he's um. Oh, obviously he, I know he's come over, but um, yeah, there was a lot of talk about it. Um. I heard at like beginning of the year it was a target potentially for next season and um, yeah look it, it's so great to have him on board he's he's out like he's just perspective of the game is just something that has I've never seen before personally and it's so simple we just get so effective so uh, it's a big loss for Hawkesbury definitely mm. a real big gain for us.
1: Well, with that, Maisie, I mean that's probably going to change your prediction a little bit further, isn't it? Well, it, it certainly is. Uh, just having a look here in
2: my in my uh, Google machine, yeah, yeah. Peter Forrest is a Hawkesbury junior, so for Mossman to make that coup and, and get him across um, to the to the uh, the harbour side, there is. is absolutely amazing for them maybe we can talk a little bit more about the effect you have on the club when we look at Mossman uh, in a minute but uh, the effect that that will have on Hawkesbury is absolutely huge so as uh, I said when they were looking like he was going to be leading them through those limited over games now they're going to have to replace that hole as well that's just going to be creating even more problems out there and your prediction for them in the latter um, they'll be they'll be fighting it out with the ghosts and uh down the bottom of the table.
1: Hayden?
3: Yeah, I think they'll be down the bottom of the table this year.
1: And Ryan?
0: Yeah, I probably have to agree. And um, to add to that, I might be wrong, but I think uh, Ryder Krishnan might be on a Sydney Uni as well. I'm not sure if that's confirmed. But oh, jeez. Oh, that's yeah. going to be painful. Yeah, it's, if he goes as well, then they'll be struggling because that's their two best players. Yeah,
3: yeah. If, if I can just jump in, I, I'm, I believe... Um, it's either yeah, you're right, Sydney, or it's actually potentially us to follow Foz, but that's only a rumor, and I can't confirm it. I don't know. Oh, geez,
1: we, we love rumors. It's fine. We love it. We love the rumor. <laughs> we love a rumor. Let's go. Let's get. Let's head back east, and we're gonna hit the Manly Warringah <laughs> District Club, the Manly of Waratahs, the team Miersy that seems to have all the TV power these days.
2: Well, you're just jealous that you can't get in there with them, but. Uh... <laughs> As I said, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting team, interesting um, year for Manly. Obviously, they they suffer more than most when it comes to uh, when it comes to representative cricket and and players that could potentially could be in a in a bubble throughout the year, um, or away on TV duties. But um, as I said, they they're gonna be struggling, I think, to um to to field their top side at any point. And then come um, big bash time when they will be in uh, the bubble and won't be able to come back and, and return um, if they even if they're not playing. Um, yeah, Manly's really going to struggle through that BBL period.
1: This is this is an interesting one, um, Hayden, because we've seen the news that Michael Visser has retired. Cameron Merchant um, is expecting twins, and um, not I believe not long now, um, but. Just a couple of big names coming in. Stephen O'Keefe, having now retired from first-class cricket, will now be available full-time for Manly. Well, he'll,
2: be out, and, he'll still be with the Sixers, though, though, so you will yeah. we'll miss quite a bit.
1: Mm. They've got Mornay Morkel, who, who has agreed to play a few more games for them, and Tim Cruikshank is returning this year as their head coach. Does, even despite the challenges they're going to have during the big bash period, does this improve the chances for the Waratahs?
3: Oh, I think definitely... Like, you can never rule them out just simply for the depth that they have. Um, you know, like, they've got – they might have a lot of their quicks out. Um, but, you know, you've still got blokes like Joel Foster um, and potentially even Mickey Council who can come up and fill that role. And, uh, look, depending on, obviously, the big bash duties and the state cricket duties and the bubble, it just really depends on how they'll go this season. But I wouldn't rule them out. I definitely would still have them in my top ten. I think they've always got someone to come in and fill a role. Um, yeah, I, I can certainly see them being in that top ten.
1: Ryan, one of the one of the one of the really underrated players that, to come out of last year for for the Waratahs ended up being the young, quick Ryan Hadley, who made the move a couple of years ago from Blacktown and really seems to be relishing playing down at Manly Oval these days.
0: Yeah, I. Um Played reps against him growing up um, as a junior, and yeah, he, he's a quality bowler. Um, yeah, he took a handful of wickets last year. I think he played a few games of Futures. So, yeah, as um, Hayden, I think, said, they just got a, a lot of depth. So, even if some of these high end players and state contracts or whatever are out, people like him, Foster, they can come in and do a job. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at their lineup and it, it's stacked, really. Um, and I think. Uh, chris green i think he's heading over to nD so he won't be there
1: yeah I, i've heard that rumor as well i was going to bring that up too yeah so mm-hmm. i've heard that rumor as well well not only that but the other one that's been well the other one that's been um, announced in the last couple of um uh, last couple of weeks was the pickup for um for Marley. i think they picked up the north north opening batsman have they not been yeah they have they have they picked yeah, they up. yeah so that's that's a huge get. That's a big get for them. I'm going out on a limb here. They are my Smoky for the top six this year.
2: Oh, I'm going to go. They. I reckon I'm on the same. I'm going to go. They'll be in the top ten. Um, just losing so many players throughout the year to Big Bash or New South Wales will be the what stops them getting them in the top six.
1: I've already got Hayden at seventh between seven and ten. Ryan.
0: Yeah. I personally think they'll be um, top six. I think, mean, um, yeah, guys like Ollie Davies, he might be in BPL squads, whatever. That guy just whacks them. Um, yeah, I think they got enough quality there to be playing finals. Don't worry, I still have nightmares bowling to him in the nets. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He hit two hundred against us in second grade one day. I wasn't <laughs> playing, but apparently it wasn't great.
1: <laughs> it was great if you were up in the grandstands, just sitting back in the Qantas lounge.
2: Yeah, um, not, not <laughs> too good for the boys. Yeah.
1: We next come across the Dossies Club, the Mossman Cricket Club, the Wales. They're, they're building. Um, we've had confirmation Luke Lachlan Hearn is staying. They picked up Peter Forrest this year. Um, there is definitely – the, the, the po- big positive for them this year, Hayden, is just the depth in their batting, especially with the likes of Nathan Hinton, Anthony Adlam, Matt Calder, Harry Dalton, Luke Shelton, Ash Dolan. Um along with the emergence of a player you probably know quite well in Elijah Eels. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a, um, a
3: a good team this year. The boys have all been gelling quite well, and everyone's been really into training and just getting their head down and focusing well. Um, I can also confirm that we've got uh, Matt Moran back from Sydney Uni. Um, so he's a real big pickup for us um, coming into that kind of second-grade spot um, and he'll definitely be pushing for a role uh, in in first grade as well. After scoring two hundred last year for them, um, yeah. So it's a really good depth with batting this year. Um, and yeah, hopefully it's just a good year all round.
1: Ryan, the the, the one challenge I see from this Mossman team um, so far is the depth in their bowling. They only got Dean Crawford who picked up who picked up more than um, twenty wickets last season. Gone are the days, obviously, when they used to have one or two express quicks in their lineup. And I think some some guy used to fight for Australia comes to mind immediately.
2: <laughs> that other pack, the Pakistani guy, too, that claims he bowls 100 miles an hour as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think,
0: um, yeah, obviously, the biggest question for uh, Mossman this year will be their bowling. Their batting's got a lot of depth. Um, yeah, i got Greg West there, obviously, available um, depending on state cricket. Um yeah, Dean Crawford, I think Sam Sykes would be there. I think they both took Fifers in the same game. I think I might saying their Instagram. So, yeah, they've got some quality there. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go over their bowling. I think Danul uh, has also gone to NDs. Is that right, Hayden?
1: Confirmed. Yeah. Danul Dussanayak has gone to NDs. Big yes. loss. Big wow. Loss. That right. is a big loss, yeah. Absolutely, because he's the kind of player as well that is actually very handy when it comes to the limited overs and the and the T20, which is something I don't get. Dossie is with the strength in this batting and the and the sort of the all-rounded nature of some of the bowlers. You, the, the team just cr- enlighten me. They just seem to underachieve a little bit when it comes to the limited overs and the T20s.
3: Yeah, I don't think it's been a massive focus, that kind of um, area of the game. Um, over the last couple of years, I don't think it's been a, a, yeah, a real focus. It was more just kind of the focus on two-day cricket. But um, obviously with Foz jumping on board this year, he's really honed in on every perspective of the game. Um, and he's really just kind of bought in training methods, whether that be for uh, a 2020, a one-day or two-day um, so yeah, it's certainly a bigger focus this year, um, all formats. So it'll be interesting to see how we go, um, but I think it should be a real positive year for for everyone in all formats.
1: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call here. Mossman is gonna um, stay around 11th to 15th, but I am making the call that they could be the dark horses to take out the limited overs competition this year, Mzee.
2: I think we're just gonna see an improvement. From Mossman around the uh, around everywhere, as I said, with, with, when you have Peter Forrest in your setup, that just it's going to lift everybody's standards. We've we've heard from other clubs when they bring certain people into their organisation, they've just seen an, an immediate shift and how that can affect a club. I think this is going to have the same effect on Mossman. I, I think they'll they'll make the top ten in uh, the the normal competition, uh, probably ninth or tenth, but it's certainly going to be an improvement on last year. Um, and I think yeah, in the in the Kingsgrove as well, they're going to be there or thereabouts. Let's just hope that Dossie's in the team this year. He's not sitting next to me in the commentary box like last year, as much as I did love you there, and if you're not playing, I want you there with me again this year, but um, we'd love to see you playing that limited overs as well.
1: You're gonna back you're back in the boys here, Dossie, top six?
3: Yeah, I'm back in the boys top six. I just think, um, with the inclusion of Foz, I think you'll just see a very different Mossman side this year. Same faces, but um, very different attitudes and aspects of the game.
0: And Ryan. Yeah, as Mizzy said, I think, yeah, the influence of um, Peter Forrest will be big. Um I know another example, Mark Stoneman at Bankstown obviously didn't have the Best year that he possibly could have had on the field, but apparently his influence around was massive. And I know from experience we had guys like Mason Cranover, just those guys with a bit of an aura about them, just makes everyone go to another level. Um, so I think, yeah, Mossman would be an improved side. I'll If I had to make a prediction, probably mid to upper table, missing out on finals. But, yeah, I guess it would just come down to their bowling if they can take 10 wickets. Um, yeah, because they're batting stacked.
1: Let's go to the last thing that we're previewing in this first half. It is the Parramatta District Club. The Parramatta Two Blues uh, won the premiership a couple of years ago. But again, you know, this is a lineup that's looking very different um, this year around. Um, Tim Ward has gone to Tasmania. There were rumors about Nick Burtis leaving for South Australia. I believe he's actually been snapped at the 11th hour by New South Wales and the announcement of Brenton Cherry um, with his retirement.
2: Well, so they've been been probably one of the most talked-about clubs throughout the the off-season with will they go, will they not? So it'll come down to who they've got in their side, obviously with um, the Abbott brothers as well. Um, Obviously, Ben will be um, a big fixture for them this season. How much um, Sean will be available, obviously, due to New South Wales and um, BBL isolation bubbles that he will be in but uh, they do have some good players at the top there. It's going to be who can chip in in that next tier, um, particularly trying to um, trying to replace the likes of Tim Ward and if Burtis has uh, made the New South Wales squad, you'd probably expect him to be missing games for the bubble as well.
1: Hayden, this is a this is a team that seems to be there or thereabouts in the in the in the top grades, um, constantly causing trouble. Um, we've seen players like Scott Copperfield sort of focusing on on second grade more and more these days, but he's always seems to be a threat, but not quite the player that he used to be. Yeah,
3: I, I um I definitely know against. I think it was against us or it was against someone. I think he just went out and whacked it. One of the just a quick fire hundred. Um, whether that be in twos or ones, but it was just ridiculous, I've heard. Um, through the grapevine, uh, yeah, so uh, it just depends, w- especially with him. I think he's a key player for Parramatta. Not only do they have like the Abbott brothers and um, Burtis, who yeah, I've heard also is staying, um, but I think someone like him who can just take the game away from any team um, so it'd be interesting to see whether he does kind of just focus on that second grade role or whether he will go and push on and um, go back into ones and just play a role there.
1: Ryan, people may not realise this, but how good a player Tim Ward actually was at the top of the order. This kid's only 18, 19. I remember seeing him as a 15-year-old when he was playing for Northwest Sydney. This kid's class.
0: Yeah, we, we faced Parramatta last year in first grade and, yeah, he's a massive loss for them. He looked a very, very, very good player. And, yeah, I think he was in the top five or so for run scorers in first grade. So, he's obviously a big loss. And, um, yeah, I think that will hurt him quite a bit. They've also got, yeah, Ben Abbott and Burtis, who are good batters. Copperfield's is just a guy who's been around for a while, so knows his game very well. But, yeah, when we faced Parramatta last year, Abbott hit a ridiculous 160 or something. So, yeah, I, I'm, I mean, maybe for the 2020 comp, they could be a threat with guys like that around. But yeah, it'll be interesting.
1: I'm tipping that they're going. to – i actually think they. Uh, well, originally I would have said that they have going. It was going to be a long season if they'd lost Burtis. I don't think it's going to be that bad now, considering that if the rumor is true that he is staying, I think they're going to be stuck in that 11th to 15th range. Mizzy. Yeah,
2: they're, they're going to be. Um, they're going to be in that bottom half of the 10. Uh, the, the, the bottom ten of the of the twenty, they just yeah, just I think they're going to be like a few of the other clubs. They're going to miss their their better players being in some of the ISO bubbles through states or BBL cricket. But um, I don't think all's lost for them. But um, but certainly yeah, no finals in their uh, future this year. And Hayden.
3: Um, I'm going to go out on a limb again. I reckon that they're a fair chance of winning, if not coming very close in that 2020. I think just with is staying, um, I don't know if they're going to get anyone in, but just with the strike powers that they have, I think they're a real dark horse um, and that they can come up in that real top four. So white ball cricket, I'd say kind of around that top four mark, red ball cricket probably sitting around 10, 11th.
1: And Ryan,
0: Yeah, I agree with Hayden, um, especially the 2020s, because it only takes one player to go off. So, yeah, if Abbott can have a few days out, I think there was one day, it might have been this season or last where he hit 200s in a day um, in that T20 comp. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I think they'll probably be lower half of the table. I think um, Ben Atchison, I think he was a Pommy bloke. Uh, He was one of their best bowlers when we faced them. So, obviously, he won't be able to come over. Um, so yeah, it might be a bit hard on the bowling front, but the batting quality is still quite high. All
1: right, well, what a first half! It is now stumps on day one. We have everything to play for next week. Uh, I want to start off by thanking our special guests tonight. First off, um, Hayden Brown, thank you very much for joining us once again, and best of luck with the Wales.
3: Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be on.
1: Ryan Tullia, uh thank you very, thank you very much for joining us, and the best of luck to the Stags, uh, obviously to both te- clubs as well, but. Gordon, uh, in particular, we always love coming out to to Chatswood Oval.
0: Thank you, boys. Yeah, it should be a good season and hopefully look forward to seeing you down there.
1: Mirzy, always a pleasure. Uh, Always a pleasure to spend an hour with
2: you and uh, get to do it again next week.
1: Absolutely. Well, we should drop a hint next week. We do have two more guests joining us. And at this point, I do believe we're going to have Brent Atherton from North Sydney and we're going to have Daniel Anderson from Northern Districts joining us. But until then, this is um, the... This is Splinter's The Bench Podcast on Triple H 100.1, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au, available for download on podcast.com, Apple Store, YouTube Music, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. On behalf of Matt Mears, Hayden Brown, and Ryan Tullier, I'm Anthony the Bull Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. <laughs>